again in actual life. Winter is so quiet here and so beautiful. Now that I've been here a while, I can't really imagine being somewhere where you're not constantly held hostage by the weather and seasons and where your rhythms and days shift based on what is going on outside. I had never truly experienced it and it has won me over. Life is quiet, but also occasionally we get the candles out and fill the bathtub just in case we lose power and therefore water. And the most permission-giving thing about the quiet is that there literally is not much to do and the pressure is off. Our choices are limited and I feel like I can release my grip on our days that much more. I love Maine winters. Who would have thought? I'm no expert, but okay, we're here. The part where I tell you my thoughts on things people have asked me on Instagram this week. Here goes. The first person asked, how do you carve out time for yourself when home educating younger children? This is such a tough one. My deepest, most honest thing to say to this is, you don't much, but it will get easier. And then you'll wake up one day, like yesterday or the day before for me, and realise they don't need you much and that you're having to find things to do with yourself because they're actually quite happily doing their own thing. But that isn't very helpful for those of you with littles right now, is it? So I've put together a bunch of advice from several other parents and educators as well as bits of things I remember doing not so long ago, in fact. Some people are big fans of having a rhythm to their days and incorporating some quiet time. Whether this is quiet playing on their own uh, for a few minutes or listening to an audiobook or watching something. Start small, stay strong, don't expect it to work initially, keep at it. I only really cracked quiet time when mine were a lot older, maybe five and seven. I know some people get up early, way before their children and get their me time in then. If you can afford some babysitting, I would go for it. If you can have your partner or family member watch your child for a while, do it. I honestly don't know why I didn't do more of this. On days when you know you're going to have literally zero time alone, low expectations help. And also finding calm and intention in small rituals like making yourself a cup of tea or getting outdoors. In desperation, water was always my friend. I just ran a bath for my children and put them in it with a bunch of toys, played music and hoped for the best. I also brought my Kindle with me literally everywhere and read bits of my book during the day, snatching minutes and sometimes just mere seconds here and there. It's going to be hard. Advice on self-care is often so stale and improbable and I dislike it. I would like to, I would link to posts about it um, except I've rarely ever read something about self-care that didn't make me want to throw up or give up. I think that we each need to find the things that fill us up and the people who have our back and work on not feeling ashamed or guilty about bringing both, often simultaneously, into our crazy life. In the end, taking care of ourselves requires a huge amount of vulnerability and putting ourselves out there. Perhaps that's a place to start. I know it definitely was for me. The second person asks, 
How do you get your partner on board with your decision to homeschool? Mine just doesn't get it and is generally not keen. A long time ago, in my Montessori-obsessed phase, I was listening to Nicole Cavanaugh, I think that's how you say her name, Cavanaugh, speak on a podcast, and someone asked her how she got her husband on board with Montessori parenting and home educating, and I loved her reply. Show, don't tell. Telling is a waste of time, counterproductive, and doesn't work. Model it, and if they were going to follow, they will. And if they don't, well, your partner is their own person too. You cannot turn them into the person you want them to be any more than you can magically turn yourself into that parent. I feel like I don't have anything more than that. I spent years actively trying to get my husband to do things my way, with not much success. Then I realised this. His relationship with my children is between him and them. He's responsible for how that turns out, not me. I need to focus on my relationship with them, and that's plenty already. And so I slowly let go, and I'm still working on it, because I don't let go that easily. That said, there is also concurrently the space to start a dialogue with your partner. Share articles or podcasts, watch documentaries, read books. If your partner is anything like my husband, they won't read a single thing you send them but they might be willing to listen to you speak about stuff you care about. Lastly, can you agree that home education or unschooling is good enough for now and safe enough to try? This is a key mantra in sociocratic decision-making, and I love it, because when you start home educating, it helps to think about it this way. You're giving it a, a go for a few months, a year perhaps, and seeing how it goes. You don't know if you will enjoy it, if your children will be into it, if it will work for your family. But you'll never know unless you try, right? And who knows, your children might not be keen after a while, or you might find it's not working out for you, or you might all be loving it, including your partner. I've been fortunate that although my husband doesn't particularly want to do things my way, he has never stopped me from doing things my way. He knows deep down that home education is right for us because he can see that the children are doing well in so many ways. He was never a fan of school, so I suppose leaving it behind was never such a difficult decision. And we share many of the same opinions on schooling and mainstream parenting. But he wasn't going to quit his job and homeschool, like ever. So the peace we have achieved relies on me more or less taking full responsibility of our children's education, which I'm okay with. I think every family needs to negotiate this in ways that work for them. If the issue is more one of communication than of actual ideology, perhaps looking into respectful ways to have discussions might help. I've practiced nonviolent communication when things have felt hard or like we weren't getting anywhere. Ultimately, there might come a point where you both need to compromise to an extent. One argument that bears mentioning is this. What makes school the default? If you're having to make a case for home education, then perhaps they should be making a case for school. As far as I can see, there is no evidence that conclusively proves that school-educated children have better outcomes. Lastly, and possibly most importantly, what your child wants to do matters. You may decide they are too young to make an informed decision, which I get, but you may also decide that their voice needs to feature somewhere in the decision-making process and that your partner may need to make space for listening to them too. It's such a tough decision, but also not an irreversible one. 
Um, whether your child goes to school or stays home, you have quite a few years to change your minds. Thank you all for reading and listening. I appreciate your input and discussions always, so feel free to reach out on here uh, via email or find me on Instagram. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye.